Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode where we're talking about your clutter threshold. All right, your clutter threshold is this idea. Um, actually, it's not an idea. It's a real thing, okay? <laughs> it's a real thing that is just how much stuff you can tolerate and handle and manage on, an, on a regular basis. Um, hey, Naomi. Naomi, I like to see you live. Okay, so your clutter threshold... You, I, other people talk about it, but this is how, when I talk, Tara likes to talk. This is how I kind of define the clutter threshold. Okay, it's the amount of stuff that you can have that makes you feel like you have enough, but not too much. Okay, so I don't know if you're like me, but back when I was living in a super cluttered house, I was living in this kind of <laughs> predicament of having too much stuff, right? I had insane too much stuff. It was very overwhelming. It was impossible to manage. Yet, I didn't want to get rid of anything because I also felt like I didn't have enough or I wouldn't have enough. Okay. So when you find your sweet spot of whatever your clutter threshold is for you, it's going to feel like you have enough, but not too much. And you won't feel like you have too much but you're also not gonna be afraid that you don't or won't have enough, okay? Do you guys feel like that? Do you feel that kind of like simultaneous um, back and forth, push-pull type phenomenon when you have too much but you're also afraid of not having it, right? You're afraid that you won't have enough or you don't have enough or in the future you won't have enough or you won't be able to replace it or you won't have what you need. Do you guys feel like that ever with your stuff? Um, now, you'll know that you find your sweet spot within your clutter threshold too because you will be able to get to the end of your days and feel like you didn't take one step forward and 18 steps back. Okay, you know that feeling of like going and going and doing and doing, but never getting caught up and never feeling like you made any forward progress. You're still just barely hanging on by a thread. Okay, when you... When you find your sweet spot of your clutter threshold, I can tell you this because it's happened for me and the moms that I've worked with and taught how to do this, you can get to the end of the day and feel like you accomplished everything that you needed to accomplish and you still have time to do the things that you want to do. You can still go take a bath without feeling guilty or dreading getting out of the bath because you know everything's going to be destroyed when you step out. Or you can go get coffee with a friend and not have to worry about coming back and having the house destroyed. You will be able to have enough time and energy to manage the stuff in your house and do the things that you want to do. Okay, so that's how you know that you've, you've kind of reached this sweet spot with your clutter is that you can, you can, you can, I promise you. It is not a, a, like a life sentence as a mom to always be behind and to always have messes to clean up. You can get your house to a certain amount of stuff where you can get to the end of your days and be like, I did everything that I needed to do and it didn't kill me and I'm not totally burnt out and I'm not stretched to the max and I'm not bitter and resentful 
and go to sleep feeling good at the end of the day. I promise you, you can. Um, now, when it comes to your clutter threshold too, I think it's important to recognize that it's not only the amount of stuff that you can practically manage, right? But it's also the amount of stuff that you want, right? The amount of stuff that you want to have. Not everybody wants the same things. Some people panic if they see a kitchen with nothing on the countertops. Other people panic if they see anything at all on their countertops, right? Like some people don't like the feeling of a bare, you know, of bare walls. Some people panic over the looking at empty walls, right? It's not a matter of, you know, what somebody else has. It's really a matter. It's truly a matter of what you can manage and what you want. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about like my thresholds. Okay. How they change, why they change and kind of what they look like for me. So you can start figuring this out for yourself. And Jamra, this is kind of what we were talking about. Jamra was messaging me this morning. If she's watching. So about this, right? Your threshold is going to change and it takes you a little bit of time to figure out what exactly it is. Um, so let's talk real quick about different seasons of life. Okay, so I made a post the other day about kids' clothes and rotating them out. You know, not rotating them out, but you know, saving them for your future kids. And it's a question. Okay, I'm gonna feed Tara. Hold on, hold on, guys. On the podcast, just hold on a second. Okay. I told you guys and have told you guys that I don't save clothes anymore for my kids in the future. Okay. And it's not because I, you know, I'm careless or I like to spend money on things more than once. It's because way back when I first became a mom, I, I did it. I got hand-me-downs from everybody. I would go to the thrift store. I was addicted to the thrill of a deal. All right. So I would go find deals. I would go find clearance deals. And I had an entire closet full of boxes of clothes for my future kids and my kids' future. Okay. Um, so I kept it all and it was way beyond my personal clutter threshold. It was way too much for me to be able to realistically manage or remember or keep track of or systematize. I'm okay with saying that I have a pretty simple mind. All right, I'm not great. You guys know this, I can see the big picture. Details are not my thing. Okay, and that's probably one of the reasons that you know saving these things for my kids just isn't a system that works well for me. A system that works well for me is to utilize consignment stores or thrift stores and buy my kids minimal wardrobes. That's why I only buy them like seven to 10 outfits per size because I'm not saving them, right? I, that is a system that works well for me. That's me recognizing my own personal thresholds and operating within it. Um, it's going to look different for everybody. I know several of you, if Sarah Ann is watching this um, and like Jessica, Jessica Mason, and others, you, you have clothes that you save for your kids and you have them in bins and you have systems that work for you. That's great. Um, that's you recognizing your threshold of what makes you feel secure, but also is within your means to manage, right? 
you're, you're feeling secure because you know that you're prepared. You have that amount of clothes for yourself and your kids in the future. Um, and it's not overwhelming to you, right? You're not drowning in bins of stuff and you're being efficient with it. That's recognizing your threshold and operating within it. And that's a really good example, I think, of how it looks different for everyone. Um, and there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer to this, okay? And I'll be honest with you guys and say that the tr same is true for me with like travel mugs. Like that's one of the things that comes up often is like coffee travel mugs. I can't handle like more than one or two at a time because it makes me get complacent and careless and I leave it in my car and then it rots or I forget it in my bedroom and then it gets stinky and then I don't want it anymore because I'm scared to open it up to see what it smells like. <laughs> Same thing with like sippy cups, like my threshold for what I can keep track of is pretty small. Um, and I think that's just me as a person in general. But the other thing to consider is that I have five kids. So I'm really busy managing five kids. And I have, I have to, in this season of my life, have a smaller threshold of stuff to manage because I have five kids, okay? I can't keep up with all five of them and my husband and my business and myself and all of their stuff. So in this season of life, if you looked inside of my home, you would see less stuff because it's reflective of the season of life that I'm in, okay? Your threshold is gonna fluctuate based on the season of life that you're in. And I was thinking about this um, of like when we used to live in Florida, okay? so we basically had our kids in shifts. Okay. We have three older kids. They're 14, 10, and eight. And then we have the two little ones who are two and almost six months now. Okay. So I think back to our home in Florida or our homes in Florida where our kids were older, you know, Derek was four, five. Um, when I had Kaylee, he was six. And I think about those houses and I was much more willing to have extra things in my house. Um, I was much more willing to have, you know, potted plants and vases and things that were breakable. And I was more willing to, you know, buy like a cute little clock for, you know, our entertainment center or something that, you know, just kind of brought some, some fun and some excitement into our home because my kids were older I didn't have to worry about them breaking it or dumping the dirt out of it or whatever. You know what I mean? And in this season of my life, I'm just not focused on that. I don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. And I know my situation is a little bit different because we move so much that I have a lot of opportunities to constantly, you know, reevaluate what's in my house and what's not. But um, in this season of my life, I'm really not focused on these extras but I can absolutely see how when once this little baby here, Tara, I'm not rushing it, P.S. I'm not wishing this season of my life away because I love it. But I can definitely see how when my kids are older, wanting to set my home up, you know, a little bit, you know, with some things that are a little bit more breakable or maybe some potted plants back on the floor. <laughs> I think this is Tara agreeing. She's like, hey, mom, have a for me my threshold right now I just don't have the time or the energy to deal with babies knocking plants over okay <laughs> um, 
so your, your threshold for what you can manage and for what you want to manage is going to shift and it's going to change based on the season of life that you're in. That's okay. And the other thing that happens, some of you guys commented on the post that I made in the group. I, I just asked you guys, what's your threshold? You know, on a scale of one to 10, what does your threshold look like? And some of you are saying like, it used to be, you know, like a seven or an eight, but the more I declutter, the more I notice it gets lower and lower. Right. Um, which I think is pretty normal. I, if you had asked me six or seven years ago, what my threshold was, I would have said probably like seven or eight, because that's what I was used to. And I didn't know any different. And I didn't know there was an easier way. I would say probably seven or eight is what I feel comfortable with. I was living, you know, at like a 13 or a 14, but I wished I could have been in the seven or eight because I know that it would have been easier. Um, and now, you know, the more I, the more you declutter, the more sensitive you get to it, the more you realize it's easier with less stuff and the more you want that, right? And I'm not saying that you, the goal, there's no goal range, right? It's not like you're trying to get down to a one. It's just being aware of where you're at, right? Like right now in this season of my life, I'm about a three. All right. Most of my time and energy is consumed by chasing babies and toddlers. Kaylee got into marbles today. So, I mean, I don't have a lot of tolerance for a bunch of small trinkets and gadgets around my house and making it look just perfect. Just don't, right? Um, maybe in the future I will. We'll see. I'm open to changing it, right? Um, but I just want you guys to be kind of aware of that, okay? Be aware of what you can realistically manage, okay? Practically, what can you, what can you tolerate? When you walk into a room, are you the type of person who is overwhelmed by clutter, by visual clutter? Are you the type of person who gets overstimulated easily? I am. Okay, I get overstimulated. <laughs> like going to Disney World is my nightmare. Like holy overstimulation. So many things to look at, so many things to see. But I'm the same way in my house, right? If I am overstimulated in my house, it manifests in my behavior. And I'm sure that you've recognized that in your kids too. Every kid has a different threshold. My daughter, my oldest daughter, her threshold is probably a 10. She loves being surrounded by stuff. She loves creating things and she gets inspiration from seeing all of this stuff and making something out of it, right? People like my son and I, we shut down. All we see is like, ah, like I don't, I can't process this, right? Like I literally can't process all of this stuff. Um, there's no right or wrong. Just recognize what it is for you practically. Okay. How does it make you feel? And then ask yourself, what can I realistically manage, you know, based on the season of life that you're in and just who I am as a person. And then ask yourself, you know, what do I want to be able to manage? What do I want in my home? Do I want to have that house that has absolutely nothing on the walls and we just have couches and beds and we're good. You know, some people want that. That's okay. Or do I want the other end? Do I, do I want, you know, all of the decor? Do I want it, you know, over the top? Do I want it ornate and gorgeous and beautiful? Like that's okay too. There's no right or wrong. Just recognize where you fall on the scale and try and get your home to match that. And um, yeah, I am curious though, based on this conversation, what you think your clutter threshold is 
Has it changed for you? I want to hear from you. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can go find us on Instagram or in the Facebook group. I'm super curious. So come find us and let us know what your threshold is and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.